Yo. Yo, what up? What's really good, family? Just uh, just tidying up around the crib, you know? Love to hear that, TJ. I love when you tidy. Yeah, I'm, I'm living a, a strong, tidy, tidy life right now. I have adopted my girlfriend's practices of, of using cleaning as a way to distract myself from uh, other things. Mm-hmm. So you're cleaning eight hours a day? <laughs> uh, maybe like four. I mean, I look, you have a, well, you know, I think the difference, you have a full property to tend to, you know what I mean? So there's, there's different areas to clean and prune and pluck. There, uh, there, that, there is always something. Yes. That an apartment dweller like myself just does not have access to. That could all change soon, you know, as you make your uh, you know, inevitable descent into into Cali lifestyle, bro. Bitch, I'm in the middle of my Cali lifestyle right now, but I can't wait to go be amongst the packs of junkies roaming my neighborhood in the East Village. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is a healthier growth for me to be cleaning with that time versus you know whatever else you know it could be jacking off, etc. Yeah, I mean, you listen to enough Radiohead, so you could probably give it a break. <laughs> I haven't really been listening to that much Radiohead. You know, so we, we talked about Radiohead in one of our chats yesterday, mm. uh, and I've been banging the bins in the, 20, <laughs> in the 2015 3 Series, and I gotta say, it really slaps. If, if only shit. you had a, a Mercedes rental instead of a BMW, because then you l- could be literally banging the bends in the bends. That yes, there you go. Exactly, bars. Um, Which is w- what rapper would would say that in earnest? Though probably not somebody that you would that you would like no, is, no, is no the one, problem. No one I listen to, but there is some cornball who would. Yeah. It would have I, to. I, it would have to be like a cheesy white rapper to say something like that. Yeah, R.I.P. Logic. Um, but I think that uh, that that I, I I mean I love to make fun of Radiohead because their fans are truly the worst, mm-hmm. um, like fat baristas. But my people, the the Benz really does slap. Like that shit is hard body, and there's smashes on it, and I fucking love it. Um, it is it is their last record that was you know a purely guitar based record before they started adding electronics into it which which i know you do not support i don't know i'm not anti electronics i'm anti boring and <laughs> I, I i think that electronics can sometimes allow people to think they're doing something extremely engaging and creative but really they're just fucking twiddling knobs instead of strumming you know mm-hmm, what i mean mhm but the they thing with have- radiohead is they're they're twiddling the knobs while strumming, and uh, you know I yes, no, I, I, I find that to be impressive. I mean, look, Jason, I can chew gum and walk at the same time too. But um, <laughs> I, I think there are there are other songs in the catalog that I like, of course. But I think the Benz is really the peak That's of my yours. interest. And you're you're yeah. you're allowed to have your album. That's fine. Yeah, but I just I I'm, I was just surprised how well it held up. You know what I mean? Like I hadn't listened to it in a long time. It's, so, you it's know. cool that normally in a group chat scenario where you would just kind of spread some hate and keep it moving, you actually took the time <laughs> to you know like maybe you know we have been talking about it. Maybe I will dip in and and give it a second listen. And and I'm I'm pleased to hear that you were pleased. Yes, yeah, true love waits, bang super. I agree, and and not just the Christian movement to wait until sex before marriage. We're talking about the song. <laughs> 
by Radiohead. Both things I support. You know what I mean? Both things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we we should tell the listeners about our, our night last night. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, when you say it like that, um, you know, our night last night, which actually, you know, was more of like what we did from 5, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., it was, that, we did not have a movie per se, but we we did have a, a TJ cookout. I, I would say we had an animated short that was nominated. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, it was a non non Pixar uh, yeah. nominated short yeah. because those guys uh, they they sweep every time, of course. Jason uh, finally made me the Detroit style pizza that I demanded after. Uh, we played some tennis and went to cookbook in the worst neighborhood in LA, Highland Park, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and picked up picked up some high end, organic, extremely fresh, straight from the fucking earth ingredients. Yeah, um, the type of arugula that you're like, do I just eat this plain because I don't I, was, want, I, I don't want to step on on the flavors <laughs> that God created by adding a vinaigrette. <laughs> I was ready to graze that arugula like a damn horse. You know what I'm saying? That shit's mm-hmm. hitting. Um, <laughs> But Jason made a Jason made a beautiful summer salad with two kinds of cucumbers, corn. Uh, yeah, some, some fresh summer corn, some Persian cucumbers, some melon cucumbers, which is a, a, a cucumber variety that is new to Chris's palate. Which I was glad bitch, to turn bitch, him on. First of all, that ain't. I don't think I think that's new to a lot of motherfuckers. Not palates, an insult. Not an insult. Just just okay. saying. A lot of people haven't tried it, and it was it was a uh, it was delightful to to you know bless somebody with new with a new flavor and to see the look on that on that on that person's face it was great and then what what did we put on the za the za was some uh some asparagus some fresh basil some some of that arugula a nice kind of a little bit of a sweeter tomato sauce with with tomatoes made from uh, you know, some imported canned tomatoes that I got at Italy that were just just fantastic, and um, some some cookbook provolone cheese, a, l- a little mozzarella, a little pecorino romano, and the uh, and I made the dough myself uh, two days before, so it had a little forty eight hour fermentation happening. You know, uh, we we put the love into it. This shit was fucking hitting, bro. I was, I mean, honestly, the meals I'm having out here made with love from from friends, it just really, honestly, it warms my heart. It's the most attractive part about L.A. Because it definitely ain't the way people dress. Hello. Gang, gang. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an image. <laughs> I, we usually turn the, this off, but, you know, I've been, this Cali heat just got me, it turned up, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's cold today. What are you talking about? It, is, it was LA? a little overcast today, Chris. In the yeah, morning. I, I missed you guys on my run. You know what I mean? So maybe I'm just a little hot from all the exercise. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, man. Yeah, sure, well, sure. Yeah. Bowen, Bowen and I are a little bit more on the east side. And even though Chris That's is staying true. in Studio City, he <laughs> likes to say that he's in, in West Hollywood for some reason. So he seems to think that he's in a completely different climate than we are. Look, um, it's 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 Studio City is um Don't hold some, your words. I I don't even know. I don't even know what point I was gonna make. Are, are we on right now? Oh we're on, baby. We we oh, go okay. off rip. You what, um are you are you just hanging out in LA like I am during the COVID lockdown? Yes, but I am 
uh, timing this out in a weird way. I'm, 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 I fly back to New York on Saturday. Mm. And well, I mean, apparently it's the best place to be right now. If you're, well, first of all, if you're a junkie or if, um, you want to eat at a restaurant, it's the best place to be. I don't, I don't do, I don't, I'm not either of those things. <laughs> are well, you, you are you, are you not looking forward to leaving? Have you grown to fall in love with this, the, the city of angels? No, I'm itching to leave, but fair, I, fair, no, fair, fair. But I no, no, but I know that I know that the second I set foot in my apartment, I'm going to hate it. Mm-hmm. What hood? What hood do you live in 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 New York? Clinton Hill. I'm in I'm in Brooklyn. Wow, you're um, a hot white. You're a hot white chick. I didn't know. <laughs> it's I'm a hot white mom. <laughs> that's which I, chicks and moms intersect it. Yeah, no, chicks that's can true. Intersect it, the intersection. I live at the intersection of mom and chicks. This is 2020, so, yes, man. Yes. Chicks can be moms now. It's crazy. Chicks is, mom, chicks is moms too. Wait, <laughs> am, I not, am I am I not supposed to see you guys this whole time? No, we don't. Yeah, we, okay, we don't. Yeah, so oh, okay, it's, okay, that's it's, fine. That's fine. We're 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 technically audio based only, so the video is just there if uh, you know if, if it makes us feel more comfortable, or if we okay. feel the need I to mean, show somebody our our shirtless chest. If you would like. I'm gonna stay on. I don't know, I, I, right? Like, well, yeah, I, I that's fine. Well. We could. Okay. I mean, we'll we'll probably sell this to OnlyFans, but that's like that's kind of like a different issue. So that's fine. I I'm okay with commodifying my face. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I'm putting I'm putting these these emojis on. We're okay um, with commodifying you. Uh, how long have you been in LA? Just a month, which I feel like is like the right amount of time. Um, yeah. I feel I feel I feel good about the, the the decision to come out here, which was made like truly like at the peak of peak of like the outbreak in New York. It was it was like mid April that my friend and I were just like, well, we gotta we gotta leave because she works on SNL too, and we were just like, if we're gonna be back here in September, no matter what, then we have to we have to leave. We can't just spend the next six months here and then spend another eight months. Yeah, that's true. Presumably. So do you have to go back because you're going to go back to work on the show? Yeah. um, Apparently it leaked this week. I'm sure (laughs) someone, I'm sure it was an intentional leak, but someone spilled the beans to variety or something. And we're the, the plan is to be back in the studio in September. But if, if there's another outbreak or another wave, like it probably won't happen. Mm -hmm. We'll see. How do you feel about going back into the studio? I feel I, I'm again. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, well, not again. This is the first time I'm saying this. I'm not. I'm. I'm coming. I'm coming out as. I'm coming out as a non-public health professional. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that I would like. To, I'm, I'm excited about going back. I'm excited about figuring out ways to hack a production um in this Mm. time and we're not going to have a live audience that's for sure but Mm. i think i think figuring out the other sort of exciting to find a way to make it work in a new exciting way that isn't just on zoom exactly i gotta say i think the zoom thing had some successful moments though yeah it had moments it it, the the process I, i i really hated um and and part of the reason why i wanted to come out here was because i was waking i have no storage in my place so i was waking up every morning uh and walking out to my living room and there's just this giant corner in my living room with like a ring light another lighting rig a light panel like three mm-hmm. different stands and an eight foot by eight foot green screen that's collapsible but like still takes up a lot of space yeah, that's it, was, a lot. it was it was a reminder of that time like well into june and i was like i hate this i hate this and it was not fun for me because you're living like a youtuber yeah 
Yeah, which is which is not which is like yeah, you're using that term pejoratively, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. No, I but I just it it was just um, a reminder of how stressful that time was because yeah. it was still like the political nonsense of that show, which everyone is kind of aware of now. But like that, on top of us not being able to communicate as effectively as we would be and mm-hmm. just made it just made the process kind of kind of because were you was everything being written over zoom as well yeah i mean we were i mean i was staying up and i mean normally you're you're just designated one time period to write in in the week um yeah. in the in, in the before it was that's how it was and so i i remember just writing like four nights in a row staying up to like two and just like kind of getting like having no boundary in the process and and kind of hating it by the end and just being like oh wait i kind of like the structure of the normal week mm-hmm. at that show and just getting everything done on tuesday but yeah that's that's kind of what it felt like yeah i was i was sad to see that on the on the snl from home there wasn't as much bowen on there that i was hoping to find because you you quickly became my new favorite cast member on the show so we're we're both oh, very man. excited to have you on well I, I i yeah i i would agree i mean the, the harry styles sarah lee thing really had my ass cackling wow <laughs> that's a damn that's a damn classic you gotta hang the jersey up for that one because i not only is it funny but Harry Styles is a, is you know top three for me, so I was very excited to see the combination of those things in one skit. For sure, with top three what? Top three what, Chris? <laughs> um, top three famous men. Okay. okay, Not not for intercourse, just for like they're they're being alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I I think the same. For some reason, I mean, everyone fell in love with him by the end of that week in a way that was like. And I love him to death, and I and I love this vibe for him. But like, he reminded me of like a bunch of a bunch of fuckboy guys who like broke my heart. And mm. I was like, I I admire that vibe from him. I, I'm saying this on the on the tenth anniversary of One Direction, so I'm sure like if if this mm-hmm. if this releases yeah, and be careful, it, Hold, yeah, choose your uh, words wisely. No, he's he's wonderful, but like, he, so we had we had Sam J, this this writer on the show, who's this like butch black lesbian, and she like the beginning of the week she was like, I don't get Harry Styles, I, like who cares? And then by the end, by Saturday, she was like, I want to fuck Harry Styles. And <laughs> just, he, he had he had that effect on people. That's um, called but, star power, baby. Yeah, I know. He, I, he I had a it. I had a similar feeling, not with the wanting to fuck, but after Miley did SNL, it was kind of like I don't why I don't get it, I don't care. And then after I saw her do that, I was like, oh, I, I fully get it now. She was right. She blew me away on SNL. When I there's a story that's famous amongst my friends of when I was introduced to Harry Styles by a mutual friend, and that I was mm. I was fully starstruck and couldn't handle it, and I thought I was being very cool, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure you were, Chris. That's what. Thank you. I would like to think so as well. Um, but he was wearing such a, a a like celebrity outfit, like midday downtown LA. That I think I was yeah. thrown off. Like he really lives that shit. Totally. He he dresses like um, I don't know. I I can't even. I can't even like make the if if Willy sort of Wonka if you, if you wanted to fuck Willy Wonka is his vibe for me yes uh, yeah, yeah yes yeah, yeah and it's it's impressive because I feel like that doesn't <laughs> I feel like you can catch most musicians wearing like yoga clothes nowadays you know what I mean right mm. but I I appreciate a Bowie esque approach where you never the character is never off totally it, it it was Bowie it was David Byrne it was um I mean it is it remains that and it, it, it's like um. 
what's his name? Paul Weller. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. it, it was all those things. Um, but yeah, no, he's hot, but also, but I'm, but hot in a way that I'm like, I don't think I want to have sex with you, which I which I like, which, which I'm like, I'm, I, 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 I'm proud of myself for, for sort of drawing that line in my, damn, opinion. that's fucked up. Cause I think I would have sex with him actually. If well, we're sure. gonna, I mean, if we're going to get down to brass tacks, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like if that's where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I don't, but his, yeah, his appeal. I mean, I actually like the music too. That's the thing. I, I think it's, it's like great. the music is actually good, which I think is some people don't give it a chance, which I, I, I is unfortunate because I think it's that good. It's very good. Very good. Bowen, when you came out to LA, I think I, I heard on your podcast that you were in Altadena, which is a little yes. bit of a, <laughs> an odd, an odd pull. For, so for somebody coming through, how did we land on? Al- I I personally am a am an Altadena stan, so I'm I was an happy Altadena to see stan. it. Good. I, I've I've done been an Altadena stan. I had a friend in college who was from here, and we would come out here for sundry trips or whatever, and stay at his parents, and mm. it's lovely. Um, I mean, it's it's fun. We were just we we were looking through Airbnbs in April, and the only ones that had pools were the ones like in Glendale or like Montrose or Altadena. And so mm. we settled on Altadena. I'm it's in Glendale here. myself, and Glendale's lovely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but no, it is. It is, and. I mean, look, like we're we're staying in this like architectural park that like, is all prefab homes from like the fifties or something, and it's mm-hmm. it's nice. I like I like um I like living in a building that like is its own work of art. I sound so obnoxious. <laughs> do not. It's okay. It's okay. That's kind of what we do on this podcast. You're in, cool. you're in a safe space for that kind of chatter right now. Don't worry. Yay. Uh, are you spending a lot of time at the pool? I have not spent enough time at the pool and I'm worried that my big regret that's going to sort of color the whole experience is going to be that I did not take advantage of the pool enough, but it's cold. It's, it was overcast this morning, Chris, Jason, Jason was telling you, I look, I know it's over guys. It's overcast until noon in LA. That's kind of what happens here. And then it gets beautiful and sunny. You got plenty of time. You got the whole afternoon. Sure, sure, sure. You're right. But Chris, I mean, wait, Jason, are you from LA? Uh, I'm, I've been in LA my whole adult life, but I'm originally from Orange County, Huntington Beach specifically. Lovely. And then, <laughs> and Chris, and Chris, you're sort of writing out the... the yeah, the, I'm, I'm originally from Atlanta. I've lived in New York for like 12 years and I've yes. been in, in LA. I'm going to be here till September. So, um, lucky. at the, at the very least, Jason, That's Jason's lucky. trying to convince me, you know, our, our podcast is really taking off. So he thinks I need to stay here, you know, you might um, have to not because of the podcast. We've never recorded an episode in person together, but <laughs> it's more so because you've been such a, a staunch New Yorker till I die. And I feel the, you know, some, some water coming through the cracks in the wall and you're, well, you're, yes. you're slowly turning into a Cali baby. Well, the quality mm. of life here is so good, but it's also fantasy land still because like life is still not normal. So I don't think it's a no. fair I don't think it's a fair judgment on what it would be like to actually live here. But then are you are you appraising that against New York where in a way that's like that implies that New York is real life because now there I feel like there's I mean every article's been written about this but like the value proposition of New York is like not doesn't exist anymore. But, I think, now. but I did think, it ever exist or was it just that ooh. fun and amazing? You know, you're willing yeah. to put up with first, first of all, fuck cons. you. Uh, second of all, <laughs> yes. Fuck who? 
Fuck, fuck who? Fuck both of you. No. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Fuck. fuck well, I, they they say California is is boring heaven and New York is fun hell. And yeah. I think that sums I, it up pretty well. And I think maybe I as you get older, you you start being okay with boring heaven. But now they're both purgatory. So California is yeah. fun purgatory and New York is horrible purgatory. I mean, I feel like I, 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 I don't know. I'm look, I'm going back and all I really want to talk about is this new Taylor Swift album. Let's get, let's okay. focus. Let's focus on something important. <laughs> yeah. Now that we have the pleasantries out of the way. Yeah. Now yeah. that we've gotten past all this bullshit, Look, yeah. the, the whitest thing I've ever read is Taylor Swift, Aaron Dressner, Bonnie Vare, and, a, so and, an album, and an album title that is purposely lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. That's my, the most. And, and a what is the what is the title, Chris? Folklore. Mm, okay. It sounds like something. It sounds like something Jason would have had to talk about when he was working at at, at anthropology in high school. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna. She. I mean, we're, we're so we're recording this on Thursday before she releases it. I am gonna bet that she makes folklore four syllables in the song or what <laughs> <laughs> Folklore. <laughs> sounds like an Italian pasta. Folklore. Yeah. In a way that only Taylor can. I, I honestly am. I think it's going to be a fucking slap. Like I really, I, I'm not. I think Taylor Swift is kind of whatever. I think Lover is like an incredible song. Jack Antonoff annoys the shit out of me, but that motherfucker's mm-hmm. got the touch. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Dredd, the, the the brothers from the National are truly like some of the biggest I mean, musical geniuses we have. They're they're great. I I, I 2006 2007. Well, I mean, peak National time was a was a good time in my life. What what is your favorite national album? Oh, the one that is the one that has the black cover and the <laughs> Oh, that one, the, sure. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, let me wait. Give me a, give me one second. I can I got I got to look this up and you, you can you, you you don't have to cut this. Um I'm not a na- I'm not a national stan, but I'm just I have enough of a of a working knowledge of their discography. Oh, well, Trouble Will Find Me was very good. Boxer and Alligator were like for me, like yeah, that was like yeah, you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Were you was that when you were living in Williamsburg and doing a lot of coke with James Murphy, or is that no? A time? Oh, I wish. No, you, who do you think I am? I was never cool. I'm still not cool enough to do coke with James Murphy. First of all, that's I, not, first of all, that's not cool. That's not what I was implying. Oh, Continue. okay, okay, okay. No, but well, so but so then that should tell you like where I am relative to like coolness. <laughs> I I was in I was in high school. That was high school for me. <clears throat> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Isn't that awful? But I was just in suburban Denver. Um, just like Were you trying... an indie were you in a suburban Denver pitchfork indie rocker? I, no, I wasn't an indie rocker, but I would go there's this record store called Twist and Shout in Denver. It's wonderful. And you know, after school was just going there, going through records, like t- talking about fucking um what's their like uh talking about like um Wait, why am I blanking on their name? This this is built to spill. It was like it was like talking about built to spill. Damn, it was like it was very stuff. much like High Fidelity starring Zoe Kravitz yeah. vibe going on. Exactly. Damn, Bowen, I didn't know you and I had such similar taste in music. This is really getting Do me we? excited. Yeah. Um, but this Taylor album is I don't know if it's gonna slap. I think it's just gonna be she like on her on Red, she had this album called Sad, Beautiful, Tragic that sounded like Mazzy Star. And then The Lover also sounds like Mazzy Star. Mm. Um 
I think she's going to lean into that sonically, maybe. And then, yeah, Antonoff, we'll see. But, but, but wait, what did you guys think of the, the, the Chicks album? The, uh, F- oh, oh. Chicks album? <laughs> Funny you say that. We told this, um, told this story. Jason and I listened to the Chicks uh, speeding down the highway uh, <gasps> going to Sweet Green in Pasadena. And let me tell you. Yeah, on the 134 East, uh, a freeway that I know you're familiar with now. Yes, yes. At the Jason, point. I turned Jason into a Chicks head. Yeah, who knew? You weren't before. You weren't before. I mean, I, w- I you know they they were on my radar. I was <laughs> I was familiar with their work, but I would yes. I, I I don't I don't think I really was too well versed in in the chicks I, discography. I get it. Um, I was list- I, my first listen to it was speeding down was speeding up to Santa Clarita to get a COVID test because that was the only testing center that was open mm. that day. But it's a I, great drive. It's a great driving record. I'm. I honestly am not. A, I wasn't like a head before, but I'm really impressed. I think it's very good. I think it's very, very good. And very good. When I say Taylor Swift slap, I mean it'll be good. I don't mean it'll be like um, upbeat. <laughs> that's that's no. not what. I, that's not what I mean. But I, yeah. but I, I. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe. I mean, apparently the Dressner they they worked on like eleven of fifteen or sixteen songs. Right. So that's a pretty high, you know, that's a majority. So I'm interested to see, see what that feels like that many, that many songs. It's, um, but, but Taylor's so complicated, but that's why, (laughs) that's why, that's why she's interesting. And that's why I'm like, I mean, like, you know, you layers calcify over other layers over time. And then now it's fun because today I've just been like peeling them back and I'm, and I'm like excavating old favorites and I'm like, Oh, right. Like she used to be this kind of artist and then this kind of artist. And, she worked with Max Martin on this, and I'm just like, oh yeah, like she, she's made an interesting career out of herself, no matter what people say. I agree. I mean, she, it's also I think it's very difficult to grow up in the. I mean, you know, she's like truly grown up in the spotlight, which yeah, like yeah. you know, when you see somebody change that much, it feels crazy, but it's also like a symptom of that situation. Totally. We love Taylor. Jason love really Taylor. loves Taylor. Jason really loves Taylor. That's so so. <laughs> okay okay it's there's no there's no there's no shame around it. i mean maybe maybe there is but i mean that's part of the fun of being a swifty is that you um well i didn't say i was just I, I didn't yeah i don't are you do you consider yourself a swifty me yes um yeah sure yes damn damn I have, like I, I have like a deep knowledge of her work and it, and it excites me and like the announcement i mean i woke up to the announcement today very groggy um, and I was like, oh, who cares? But then like the more I was, but then as soon as I saw Dressner, the Dressner brothers, and then I saw, you know, Justin Vernon, whatever, I was just like, okay, this might be interesting. We'll see. Um, yeah. And then like, I was like, oh yeah, she'll excite me no matter what, no matter what she does. I think I, I find her to be compelling. I, I, would agree. I mean, she definitely has the attention of the world at all times. I mean, yes. I think her, I also think her, her, pivot to like talking about local politics in Tennessee is pretty interesting. Cause I think she really avoided that for as long as she possibly could. Yes. Um, and it was definitely, she's definitely got some blue lives matter fans that she alienated. So totally. good on her, good on her, you know? Well, there's this, some, um, I mean, did you guys, <laughs> did you guys see that Netflix documentary about her? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she, she has the worst interior design I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but um, I mean, I mean, the the pivot to local politics to like, or just or just to like, you know, be outspoken after it was implied that she had voted for Trump in twenty sixteen, like it that felt sort of PR in a way that was like definitely like, def- 
Yeah. It's it, it's all like sort of it, it narratively is a little too neat and they fall like there's the moment where she and her mom are sitting on one side of this giant room talking to her dad, who also like is some He's a little set in his ways. Sure, <laughs> but, but but also like also like um like heads is some in, is in some leadership position at um her label or was. Mm-hmm. Um yes, yes, and, yes. And they and the dad is trying to talk them out of posting this thing about uh, the state race in Tennessee and then it's Taylor and the mom being like, no, but I need to do this. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like this was, mm-hmm. this, this was like, um, this was all very intricately choreographed and whatever. I mean, I respect the pivot for sure, but it's just like, oh, right. Famous people, like super, super famous people like that have to, uh, have to like go through like a crazy decision making apparatus every time they do anything. I I do not envy I I do not envy that I feel like it's no really, me neither I, I feel like it's really insane I think everything is like by committee it's awful yeah it's 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 terrible I would I would never want that for anybody thank God neither of us will ever be that famous or successful where we have to really same challenge ourselves like that I uh, no I know it's liberating it's liberating speak for speak for yourself guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What have you have you been the other thing that we've been following closely here is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard um, de- debacle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, it is wild as hell in there. I mean, I'm not reading like the summaries of what's been happening in the actual courtroom. I mean, I haven't been following it as closely as I should. Chris has what's all the stenographer um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- copy if you need it. He has PDF. <laughs> I no, I just it's honestly just every day there's something new and completely insane. I just uh, can't it, it like gets crazier and crazier every day on like both sides. You know what I mean? On both but sides? It, yeah, and it goes back yeah. to and this Britney this Britney Spears thing too. It's like all that that to me those people, you know, Britney, Johnny, I mean not Amber Heard, but by association Amber Heard yeah, and yeah. Taylor Swift are all at that level where every every decision is so insane. And like made right. by committee, you know, and the, yes. and the, Brit- the Britney thing, I don't fully understand. Me neither. Um, but it seems uh, weird, you know, and and like the dad is like in full control. Right. Um, yeah, they made the her Brit- go, quote unquote, crazy. So then he could be, you know, legally responsible for her major decisions. And then he used that against her to control, I guess. Right. That's right. the yes. That's the story that has been told. Um, I, I don't like I, but legally, I don't. I don't fully understand. We gotta like, kill the has, dad. We gotta kill. We, the we dad. gotta kill the dad. But like, um, I, I just, I just find it very fun when I have friends who, I mean, quote unquote, friends who were like silent during the protests and like the uprising, and now the only. <laughs> I mean, the, their only activist streak has been hashtag posting hashtag and the conservatorship. And I'm like, where have you like, what are, what are your values right now? I don't know. I'm not, I'm being judgmental, but, um, no, you're I not. Think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. Anyway. Um, but the Britney thing is really confusing and complex and you, you can't tell who's on whose side. It's, it's like the managers and the, uh, the, the, her manager. Now I can't tell if he's good or bad. I can't tell if it's, if it's the manager that's trying to like break her chains free or something. I don't know. Like, there's so many well, it different depends. players. I mean, 
as as a Hollywood insider, I'm sure you understand. Yes. You know, the managers just want their commission. You know what I mean? So it's like, if yeah, yeah. Get, if he's going to get more commission if the dad's out of the picture, then I'm sure he's trying to break the chains. Totally, totally, you know? totally. That's that's like the the you know the, the nature of the beast in the in, yeah you know, evil Hollywood. Right, um, but with the Johnny and Amber thing, I mean, it, but Johnny's like no doubt a bad guy. That we're all rooting for Amber, aren't we? Um, I think that's that's the that's the juicy drama that we're that's what exactly that's that's what's coming out is basically like oh she's pretty bad too and it's mm. like she it's like she's beating the shit out of him and like doing all this it's like kind of crazy that's what I'm saying it's like truly like deranged on both sides you know Damn. it's good exposure and, for my fellas out there who are in abusive relationships you know. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we need to normalize that a little bit more. Hey, stand up. Stand yeah, up. I, I know. That's I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Tweet <laughs> <laughs> it. You should tweet that. Uh why Bowen, when we were trying to get this under under when we were trying to get you on the show, you yeah. told me you were you were gonna quit Twitter. And I feel like uh-huh. I've heard, I, I feel like I've read that about you before, and I yeah. don't I just want to say, you know, you can't leave the medium. Bowen, uh, how many tweets did you do today alone? Like yeah. A dozen and like most of them were about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But here's, but I mean, I, so I like just very quickly, I was talking to AD Brian at SNL and she was like, you know what? Like I had, I gave my account credentials to someone else and um, have never looked back and it's great. And I was like, okay, I got to do this. Um, did it in December, uh, and then came back on beginning of pandemic cause I felt lonely. And then you have to stay in touch with the current events going on. Well, yeah. And then, and then it just, it, it, this is all like, this is all the, the, the arc of this is all very much like a Gia Tolentino essay where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is like all of our, all of our outlets are prisons, but there's no escaping them or whatever. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like I've resigned myself to wanting to be on it, needing to be on it. Uh, mm. but then also, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make another really cool point, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, so- oh, but, but, oh, but Chris, <laughs> this, this, this is what I'm going to say. Chris, when I was DMing you about coming on, I was just like, uh, I, I was plotting my suspension by like pulling a Jabuki, pulling a Jabuki young white move and like mm-hmm. pretending, pretending to be someone else. And, and so, so for a second, I, pretended to be Elon Musk with my blue check and tweeted something about uh, getting my ass railed or something and then mm. got suspended. But then they, they gave me the account back like the next day and it felt like such a, I felt like such a failure. It was like, Oh, I couldn't even like Sapuku <laughs> or self. I, I couldn't even like self emulate in the way that you were hoping for something more than a slap on the wrist. If you're going to put yourself out there like that. Exactly. And so the fact that it was just a slap on the wrist made mm. me be like, okay, I might, I might as well stay on. Like I totally embarrassed myself and bungled this whole thing. So I might as well stay and bear the shame. I don't know. I, I haven't really processed it. I, I just don't. I, it's, I, I, and Jason, I don't know if you're the same. I don't struggle. Like I like social media and I don't really get, I don't really, the bad stuff doesn't bother me that much. Like I can't explain really? it. I, I I don't ever feel like torn about my use, even though it's definitely high. Yes. Uh, did you it's feel that re- way about re- drugs, Chris? I no <laughs> drugs very different. Drugs okay. I felt bad about my use and I had to stop. Twitter maybe that's my replacement. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't Ooh. feel bad about their use. 
I yeah. just don't like, I just, when people talk about like a digital detox and shit, like I have no interest in that. No. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys read how to do nothing by uh, Jenny O'Dell? I'm familiar, but I have not read no. it. She, she kind of talks about how digital de- digital detoxes are bullshit. And I mean, there's, there, there's something sort of traitorous to society about being like, I don't, I'm, I'm like pulling away from this entirely. And I'm, completely like you know excising myself from this agora-esque setting environment even though it's being manipulated by all these like sinister forces but at least like there's there's some duty to being involved and being a part of something like twitter as like cheesy as that sounds but it's a really good book and yeah like digital detoxes i reject the concept completely well, it's also because they're usually announced on a social media platform before being taken that it's very hard to take it seriously once that's where it starts. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have um, a Do you have a hard time, you know, separating social media and and your digital life from getting your work done? Or are you? Yes, yeah? absolutely. That's that's all I'm struggling. I mean, the the reason I was coming out here was to like work on writing and and, and do and get some projects started. But like mm-hmm. most of my day is just me like scrolling through Twitter. If I'm really bored, I'll like search my first and last name in quotes. So I <laughs> like it's it's are there any it's, other Bo and Yangs that come up or you're the only one? Well it's a way of like it's a way of searching for tweets and like going to the layer uh, to the latest tab on the search mm-hmm. to to just see like untagged what people are saying about you, which is psychotic. Like why it is psychotic. why is that impulse? Yeah, I think the whole thing about being on TV is like you can't do that. I and I don't know why I do it, and I know I can't do it, and this is all I talk about in therapy, and and I'm just like I need to break out of this and. I mean, over the last like nine months, like nothing's worked. What's the percentage well, of, of of stuff that you'll find about you that's positive versus negative? Uh, like well, 70, 30, 80, 20. And at this point, like the negative stuff really doesn't actually elicit any sort of emotional response from me anymore. It's just like, okay, cool. Like this is just information gathering and mm-hmm. and and that's useful maybe. But like, I don't know. But it's like, I'm, I'm sure I'm like, I've, I've completely self lobotomized in some way. Like, like the part of my brain that feels like pleasure or sadness or happiness or whatever. I'm just like, Oh, this all feels the same. It all it, like that, that brain fold is smoothed over. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I, the name search is a very, it's, it's a thing. Like it's, it's dark. Thing. It's so dark. And, and I don't, I mean, I think the the thing is you have to be at a certain level to even do it. You know what I mean? So it's a, uh-huh. it's a club, it's a club in some ways of Fuck. like only certain people understand. Um, I, I yeah. can't understand, you know what I mean? But I, I, I understand the impulse for sure. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I'm it, sure if we search your name on Twitter, there's, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff there that will be unhealthy for you to read. I don't, I honestly don't think so, dude. I think you have to be, I think it has to be a much broader reach to really get that going. Like, like Chris, I, I, go ahead. Maybe I'm wrong. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I was going to say that people who would be talking about you untagged would have to be like tapped in or in the know in some like cool esoteric way where it's like, you'd be like, oh, I'm interested to see what these people think. But for me, it's like, I search my name and it's like, fucking someone in like 
I, I don't know, like, like Lincoln, Nebraska being like this person, like Bowen sucks and he's never, I'm, I'm just like, why, but why do I seek that out from that person? <laughs> you know? I, well, that's the, that's the number one problem with, with any of that is that no matter how, you know, uh, invalid the person is, it, you still read it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to separate like, Oh, this this person's opinion of me doesn't matter at all. Versus just is just a bad opinion of me. Like it's a, it's a negative, totally. you know, shot at me. But when you but, when you read on. when you read that tweet from somebody in Lincoln, Nebraska, that says, you know, Bowen is my favorite comedian. I love him on SNL. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Do you get a big dopamine hit from that, or is it kind of an equal? Like, oh, whatever. It's just some random lady. Um, it's probably equal. Well, because but 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 I'm saying like it used to be that the. It, it, the person in Lincoln, Nebraska, who would shit on me, like that would be hurtful. And now it's no, now, now it, that feels identical to someone. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it, it feels, it feels chemically, it's the same thing. It's, it's basically crazy. you need, you need to either up your dose or detox. And there's uh, no, there's, it there's, sounds there's, like we need like an ayahuasca journey for you just to do a big reset before our next season, maybe. That's I'm a good planning, idea. I'm planning on, I'm planning on, I'm going to do, shrooms i think i'm gonna mm-hmm. do i'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I've, I've only ever done lsd i think i think i'll do shrooms really is that is that a level up i don't know i have a friend who's that's like, a level down it's a level down right no. but i'm different level i mean psilocybins are i guess uh, like some people say that like the 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 effect is stronger but different i don't know yeah different level down it's just what Chris yeah said. one one is synthesized you know in a lab and one of them is created organically and available right. at cookbook yes yes, yes. <laughs> um I, you, I, I love when i trip though I, I i always love it you have you ever which, been scared and had a bad negative trip no which probably means i'm due for a bad trip but also, right? you know, I think you you are because of you reading the comments on YouTube and searching your name, you're you're ready uh-huh. and armed to be able to handle a bad trip and turn it into oh, sure. a positive one. I just hope that like a trip doesn't turn me into like some black pilling like freak who mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's always that we'll risk. See. That's totally. what happened. That's what happened to Jason. It's really tough every day. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> he never. He hasn't been Damn. the same. And you know, we've been friends for a long time. And I, I can see it. Maybe others can't. Um, oh shit! You know, sucks. I'm sorry, Jason. It's okay. Well, you know, I, I, I made every, my bed and I'm laying in it. Yeah. <laughs> every, every day, every day, you know, it could be better. It could be worse. You just don't know what you're going to. I have a very mm-hmm. dark outlook on life now. But I think this. I think you doing psychedelics. That sounds like we could maybe pitch your version of like the Goop Show. You know. Um, oh right, but they they were all crying. By I mean, that wasn't that fun. They were they were all too mushy. Yeah, but sometimes fun. it's about doing the work that that isn't so fun. I was exactly. Yeah. I was. I think it was. I think it was somewhat realistic, and that's the unfortunate part. Well, I tripped. I, I, I so I did the textbook bad thing, which was I tripped. The last time I tripped was a year ago, by myself. But I was on vacation and I was at this resort and I was like one of like four people there. And mm-hmm. it was it was right after I got moved to cast and right after like all this crazy stuff happened. Um, Where what, what city press. was this in? This was Turks and Caicos. Mm. Oh, oh, excuse me. I thought you were yeah. say you went to. I thought you went to Bonnaroo alone. But this is pretty. Oh good. no, I, <laughs> Turks and Caicos. It was it was the right move, and it was like the only week off I had all summer. 
And I was burnt out from writing the season before on SNL and then writing on, uh, on another show and then shooting another show. I was just like, I need this break. And then it all timed out well where I got moved to cast and then that week was very overwhelming. Um, and like had to like deal with all this like crazy stuff. Oh, oh, we, re- we remember, we remember, sweetie, when they yeah, were okay, okay, pit, sweetie. pitting pitting you against sure, pitting sure. You against the other writer. I remember, and I was, yeah, and I was just like, okay, I, 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 like I was supposed to go in that week to like get like measurements taken or whatever, but I called them and I was like, I need to go on this vacation or else I'll go crazy. And they were like, okay, and then tripped when I was there by myself, but I was able to like. But like there was there was always someone like there to like tend to my needs, and so I like I just ordered a bunch of food <laughs> by the, on the beach. So so great. did you? So you, you did not find LSD there and then took it on a whim. You brought it with you. You were no, planning I, on yes. You you had the tab in the Prada Dop kit ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> it was in the Prada Dop kit. <laughs> but also, Absolutely. solo trip to Turks and Caicos has Drake energy to it. I would say very yeah. Drake energy. Where you, you need to just really reset and find yourself. I, f- I felt that. And then I, I just mostly like walked along the beach and then ate a bunch. And then, and then th- you want to, you want to hear like the gross thing. And then like, this is, I haven't told many people this, but of course I was, I was just, I was, I had of course this imposter syndrome about being on camera and especially on that show on SNL. And I was just like, I will probably be bad. And then, but then I was tripping and then I pulled up like, just YouTube videos of sketches that I love. And I was like, and then like in the trip, I was like hallucinating being on the screen in a way that was, but in a way that was nice and comforting. I was like, Oh wait, no, I can do like, I know what this feels like in a way. Mm. Um, and wow. I already worked at the show and like, I, I kind of like, ha- I'm, I'm developing this like false, maybe sense memory of like what it feels like to be, like at weekend update or, you know, like in a sketch. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I can do this. So it, it was like, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip. A that's very, very successful that, trip. That's yeah. a very good, I feel like that's like as good as it's going to be. That's like really great. But so um, I don't know, like, I don't know what the equivalent of that. I don't know how to like extrapolate to, to now where it's like, I, I think I know, I know what intention I want to set before I go into something into like another psychedelic experience. But I'm like, but how do I, like, what's my, What's my hack to like make sure this goes well? I don't know. I think, there, I think there's nothing you can really do. Uh, You're yeah, always that's sort of right. in God's hands, but I think you can do everything to set, you know, have the set and setting prepared for you, have the full pack yeah. of American spirits ready to go. Make sure uh, that your inbox is cleared. There's no like weird things looming around. You get yes. you get everything sorted and cleared away, and then mm-hmm. you can focus on it. You're right. Did you so I didn't, I didn't fully realize this, but did you not? Did you ever have any desire to be on camera? Or did that just kind of come about while you were there? Uh, well, I, well, I, the, the, the way I got hired was because I had screen tested slash auditioned yeah. like four different times over uh, the course of the year. So summer, of I didn't, I didn't know they did. Did they do that many? Um, well, for, it depends. So for a lot, I mean, for a lot of people, I mean, sometimes like someone will just audition once and get put on the cast. Like Chloe yeah. did that and full, I remember she, she might've done it twice, but like, yeah, I mean like it's, it's, it just depends. Mm-hmm. It just depends. And um, for me, it was auditioning four times over the course of a year. And then every time, you know, clearing the next hurdle. And then by the end, I remember my last meeting with Lauren before I got hired as a writer was um, him being like, I, I, I got up to leave and he was like, and Bowen, 
you get better and better every time. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, so, that, so that felt good. And then, and then, I, and then I got hired as a writer. But I, but I, but, uh, but growing up though, it was like a show that I was obsessed with, and was. But I, I never even like gave myself. Uh, uh, the voice in my head. I, I never like allowed myself to be like, I'm going to be on that show one day because it just felt, yeah. just Out felt like um, preposterous. Yeah, totally. And then when they, when they asked me to, to submit and then they asked me to showcase, I was like, this is never going to happen. They're never ever going to hire this like faggoty Asian guy, semi Asian guy to be on the show on camera. So I'm just going to put on a wig and do Michiko Kakutani and like, <laughs> call it a day and and it was fun and i had fun with it and i think that's i think that was kind of my like inadvertent secret to like making it far along enough to be like oh cool this 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 could be a thing yeah yeah, yeah. i mean were you doing improv before yeah i was doing improv and then i was doing sketch and i was like dabbling in stand-up i was not i was i, I was kind of developing into this like jack of all trades master of none thing and i i really I don't think I mastered improv or stand up, um, and I'm probably not even like that artisanal as a sketch performer or writer either. I'm just like kind of figuring it out as I go. Um, but now, but but now, it's nice to like have like this lane that I can stay on now for a while and be like, okay, like I am a sketch actor and a writer, and I can just get good at this one thing because I'm being told to and, be, and I'm being paid for it. Whereas like in the past, it was just about casting a white net and seeing what was what was working yeah 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 what i would like you to walk us through like the first the first time like how wild like did you feel super prepared to go uh, on camera oh the first time um not your first sorry, not your first sexual experience. I'm sorry, I should have been more yeah. specific. <laughs> we can, they're both similar. I um <laughs> I the first time I was on camera was while I was a writer technically, and then it was, it was, I was thrown into the sketch with Sandra. O. Um, so that was fun. And that was, that was very nerve wracking, but she was great the entire time. And during blocking, she was like giving me back rubs cause she could tell I was nervous. And I was like, Oh wow. That's like, crazy. Yeah. That's she, amazing. Yeah. She was just being, she was just tending to me when, when this was like her week, you know? Um, yeah. and then, uh, my first episode, of the season. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just, um, you know, they, the, the, the moment, like the, the indelible moment from that week was, uh, I was, I was in the sketch just with like one line. Uh, I was like an apple picking farm ad and I was like a customer <laughs> who they cut to in the testimonial. And I was just kind of playing like normal dude and they didn't put a wig on me or anything. And they just like threw me into this costume. And then, but in the fitting for this costume, um, the people were like, so you're going to keep your glasses on. Right. And I was like, um, should I? And then they asked me, uh, they asked me, well, how do you want to be known? And I was like, Oh, damn, shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I guess with the glasses, like, I guess that's like part of the look. Do like, I have to me, let you know right now? Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. Can I, can I call it, you back or like, can I call this? you back? <laughs> I know it was wild, but it was, it was on Friday and like Friday at like 11 PM. And, we get in the next day at like noon. Uh, and so I was just like, I, I, it was kind of this like split second decision where I was just like, yeah, I guess I want to be known as the guy who wears glasses. And that's actually yeah. really profound. I, I that, that's like such a deep question to ask someone. Sure. Um, 
Wow, that's really. And thank you for standing up for glasses hive like that. Yes, as yeah. a, as a as a, <laughs> as a signature glasses wearer myself, I know you're known for the shape of your glasses. Right. Um, mine, mine are color is usually what people point out. Um, yes. And it actually has stopped me from getting LASIK because I'm like, I don't think people will recognize me. Isn't that what a weird little holding? Sort of, I, I mean, what a weird, what a yeah, what a, what a weird, what a weird liminal place to be in. I know it's it's really this is the kind of stuff I struggle with. I mean, to know? look worse without glasses, Jason. Yes, uh, I don't think <laughs> for, I'm speaking for myself. Chris, <laughs> no, Chris looks good without them. I don't know if I yeah. I I think it's just Jason. Shut up. I think it's just um, <laughs> I I've literally had them. I mean, you've probably had them your whole life too. I've had them since fifth grade. Yeah, so it's like I don't yeah. know. I don't know a world without them. But it seems freeing. Like, do you wear contacts ever? I do. Um, I wear contacts. You know, this is dumb. This is a core thing. I wear. I put on contacts when I've been giving myself haircuts in quarantine um, because because <laughs> you can't way go around get, the ears when you have your glasses on. Exactly, and I can't see shit with the with the glasses off. And I need to be close to a mirror. And so what I do is I stand in the tub. Um, <laughs> Classic. Have, have the mirror pivot on on the hinge swing to face me while I'm in the tub, have my contacts in. And that's like part. And then the hair catches in the tub. Uh, and then I can just sort of worry. I, I don't have to worry about them. You rinse, rinse your problems away down the drain. It's, it's, I, 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 I am a genius for figuring it out for myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you have, you have tackled men's grooming yet, yet once again. Have you not gotten, I a, have. have you got not, have you not gotten a real haircut the whole time? I got one um, two weeks ago here, and it was it made me very nervous. Also, you're not get, you're it not was, just doing like a head shaving buzz cut yourself. Are you giving you yourself like real an hair. actual haircut? Haircut. But I'm well. I mean, but I'm but I am just buzzing the sides and okay. kind of fa- fading the corners. Um, and then, and then when I went Still to get impressive. this professional haircut, huh? Still impressive to do that to yeah, yourself. Yeah, very. Even very. do you have a cosmetological know. background? I don't. I have, I have none. Um, well, well, one thing I'm excited about. Wow, guys. Uh, the, the thing I'm excited about going uh, to go back to New York for is um, is that I can I, I have like two people who are like, yeah, I'm doing these outdoor haircuts. Um, just call me up and we'll figure it out. And it got, seems like safe. I got an outdoor haircut yesterday. He came to me. Lovely. It was amazing. Hot. Yeah, it was really cool. Like on the porch, just like had all his tools in a suitcase pulled up. It was done in 30 minutes. Nice. This seems, I mean, and this is like a very cool, like, porn setup, too, right? Um, it could have, you know, it could have gone that way if the wind blew differently, you know, but I, I just yeah, left yeah. With, with a nice fade <laughs> and, you know, the whole thing. But it was a, that was my, that was my first ever out, outdoor haircut, uh, which is something that I probably had never thought about in my life until this shit happened. Sure. Totally. Totally. The outdoor haircut um, sex scene does right itself, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if there was an outdoor shower, then we're really cooking with gas. Damn, Bowen. I was I was damn, listening damn. to your to your podcast earlier, which is which is a great one. Um, Las oh, Culturistas. Thanks. Yep. Um, everyone should listen to that if you have not. You guys were talking a little bit about dating comedians, and yeah. I wanted to get into that with you. You know, as somebody who is a comedian yourself, you know, what do you think makes it easier or hard to date you? And then, you know, if you have dated a comedian oh, wow. before. 
I haven't dated a comedian before. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what's hard about dating me, I feel like I am pretty, I don't know if fatalistic's the right word. I just, I, 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 I shut it down pretty quickly. Um, and I use, and I blame myself. And I, and I, and I, I'm like, I'm the person to blame in, in that situation where I'm like, well, it's not working because I'm, I'm doing this and this wrong. And so I like very to cut quick. and run a little bit, but it's not a cut and run where it's like, uh, I'm, I'm inflicting something on someone else. It's a cut and run where it's like, I am not going to be good at this. So I'm just going to abort, abort, abort. Mm. Yeah. Um, but dating mm. comedians, I mean, I mean, we're, we were talking about dating comedians in the context of our guest, who's our, my friend Sudi, who's staying with me in this house. She just feels like as for, in, 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 in this, um, in this hetero way of like a, a, a woman, a female comedian dating a male comedian, mm-hmm. uh, she seems to be generalizing that there is this gap in emotional awareness or what have you uh that she is having a hard time with and i feel like gay men i can't tell where we're at relative to that we're either better or we're worse i don't know mm. yeah mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah i mean i mean i i'm just uh i i feel like i'm i i'm 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 very quick to call things off um, so have you, well, you have you been in a relationship ever that was that you would consider to be healthy and successful as a, um, as a good like case study? No, for, no, really, no, yeah, n- nothing longer than like three or four months, and so I feel like nothing that's like substantive enough for me to hang my hat on. And do yeah, you, I mean, do you just, still just, feel confident that it it's out there still? Yeah, I do, um, but I'm just. I'm trying to get out of this mode of like scapegoating myself in every situation and just being like, okay, cool. Like this could work out. Like why not follow the thread um, Mm -hmm. all the way? So Uh, are you, do you use dating applications? I do. I do. And it is. Once you became, once you went on national television, did, did your, what, what happened to the inbox? The inbox was just, I, I guess it's just harder to parse out people, people's intentions in a way that like is ultimately fine, but it's like, someone will be like, Hey, like, Hey, like uh good job on TV. And I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, does this mean, does this mean like, are, are, are we like, like what are the terms of engagement here? Like, are you, <laughs> is this flirtation? Like, like, well, yeah, like I don't, so it's, it's, it's just become harder for me to, Right. Are you are you saying like, hey, this is, you know, I can't believe this famous person's on here anyway. That's crazy. Or like, are you trying to actually exactly. go on a date with me? Right. And I and I um it's it's hard to see if there are any points of entry um into that kind of tone in the conversation. I feel like as a famous person you can turn every one of those situations into some dick. But then that feels doesn't that feel predatory? Doesn't that feel gross? And I don't know. If they come to you then it's not that predatory. Sure, but then, uh, but you know, this this is annoying. This is this is sort of like a concentric circle from mm-hmm. the searching for myself on Twitter. I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about them telling their friends, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I had a really awkward conversation with Ben and Yang on Grinder or whatever." You know, you're, I, you're that, afraid you could get into a Delia situation. 
Not Dalia. <laughs> My prank show has to survive. <laughs> I'm I'm just worried that I'm just worried that it'll be like this thing, and not that I even really care about, um, like any like gossipy narrative outside of myself. But it's like, oh, I don't want people to like, I don't want people to come away from an interaction with me and be and being like. Oh wow, that was really that was really uncomfortable. Or I I didn't know how to how to approach that. Mm. I, I, I I and it's just a matter of like not wanting to put someone in that yeah emotional situation. I mean, that's probably a better way to approach it. You know. Yeah. Um. But some people are very clear about what they want, and that's great. And um, some people aren't, and that's also fine. Uh, I I'm I'm okay just like not just I, I, but it, but it ends up being this thing where I have to sort of not initiate most of the time. Mm-hmm. Are you on Raya as well? I am on Raya. I, gosh, my hit rate on Raya is really depressing. I'm like, okay, yeah, like every every talent agent in LA <laughs> thinks that I'm unfuckable. Like it's 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 so <laughs> it's weird. Um, the mailroom yeah. is not feeling you. <laughs> no, the mailroom people hate me. Uh, but yeah, are you guys on Raya? No, no, no. no. We're, we're both um, we're both actually in relationships, but I've never I, I've never even looked at Raya to be honest with you. Like the interface, maybe once, like when it first kind of came out. Like I'm not yeah. even that familiar with the way it works, except everyone describes it to me as everybody on it's like an Australian bathing suit model, and then it's like every person with a beard in Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> That's. There's a lot of people from Mexico City, and, and and they're all like they're all the coolest people you've ever seen. They're and, all into wanderlust. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And their 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 mezcal company is about to really take off. Uh, I would love to date a mezcal owner. Where is mezcalero? Mezcal owner, someone who owns mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. What did you say? We just got a round C on our mezcal company. Go ahead and bang my line. Yeah. Oh, doesn't that sound cool? Um, yeah, I, I would. I, I don't think I would ever be able to pick the the Raya song. I think that would be my biggest roadblock. Yeah. Rock. What is what is your song? Oh, get ready. Um, it's like th- this was like this was like first month of quarantine. Uh, I think it's like a Waxahachie song or something. Ooh. Oh, you know what, Bowen? Damn, bro, you really got the sauce, man. That record's that. That's my shit. It's a good record, but like no one's. It's it's never. That a is not a good Raya song. That is not a good Raya. It's no. not a good Raya. No, yes, but if, if you find somebody who thinks that is a uh, a good Raya song, your your dick's getting sucked that night for yes. sure. That could be yes. marriage material, to be honest. If yeah, that, if you know that that could I, go beyond yeah. dick sucking. It's a huge filter, <laughs> and and I yeah. That it, is the it's, next it's step. The next know. step is marriage. So your it approach, is. I see, your approach is a song you truly like that's a little bit niche versus like blasting a third eye blind song that would be like a wide net. Right. But I mean, I also marry someone who appreciates a third eye blind song too. You you contain multitudes is what you're saying. I do. I do. I do. I can tweet about Taylor Swift and then also have a Waxahachie song on my Ryan profile. You know what? Me too. Damn. There you go. There you go. You guys Anyways. are both great. Um, you wow. were... You 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 got to do a live chat with with Z-Way. I did. Oh no, I did not. No, wait, you did not. I did not. But w- I love her. I love Z-Way to death. Who Are did you thinking that? Jeremy O'Harris? Jeremy O'Harris no. did it recently. 
Um, I don't think an Asian person's done it. Alison Roman did it with her, and then she and then Zwei asked Alison Roman to name five Asian people, and I was the second person she named. Oh, that—that's your inclusion in the in the process. So that's my inclusion in the process. But no, but Z, there is a story with Zwei where uh, she had invited me back when back when this was a YouTube show, like two three years ago. Mm-hmm. I was I was booked to be a guest on it. Um, and she prepared all these segments that were specific to me. And then the day before the shoot, I had to cancel on her because I was shooting another show. Um, and they had just shifted production schedule nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just had to pull out and I was very apologetic. And then Z-Way didn't shoot me up, but the producers did. And they were like, Z-Way worked really hard to prepare all the stuff for you. And then I, 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 and then I've never really, um, and I sent her an apology, but I feel like that's sort of tainted my friendship with her. And we're still friends, and she's she's a genius. But I'm like, I don't think I can ever be on that show um, because I kind of cornered she, her. She's been burned by you before. She has, and I and I get it. And like, she can she she has the most she wields the most cancelable offense. Uh, on on my account mm-hmm. more than anybody else do you think there's any so, do you think there's any way or like after watching all those vids any way to you know come out not not to win the conversation or come out on top yeah. but just to sort of you know hold your ground and i think and, so and keep up with her or is I it or is so. that a losing battle to begin with I feel like there's, I feel like there's a, there's, I feel like it's proved out that there are scenarios where both things are, both outcomes are true or both outcomes play out where it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like, I feel like the Alison Roman one was like, God, like you just cringed along with her and it was so upsetting to, I've never, (laughs) it was tough. It was tough, but I feel like she came out of that looking I I kind of like sympathized with her or, or, or something like I admired her knowing what she was getting into, getting herself into, because the Caroline Calloway thing was like, oh my god, what is going on? This is a, <laughs> this is a new, this is new territory. But with Alison Roman, it was just like, okay, this this woman who still has all these ridiculous, um, still doesn't really know how to talk about race, is is making an effort. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if anyone's going to go on that show that they don't tense up at the line of questioning too much, that they just sort of giggle along with it. Even though Zoe staring you down the barrel <laughs> of the camera, like you can still just like kind of have just laugh at yourself. I know that sounds so simple and well, you have, you have to be prepared to laugh at yourself or it's going to come off. It's going to be very bad. Yes. 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 Um, and she's doing one tonight with my friend, George Severus and, um, and he's nervous, but I'm like, no, you'll be fine. Like he, yeah, he'll be great. I would be so nervous. Yeah. Me too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Same. I don't fully understand agreeing to do it. Like I, I don't fully, <laughs> I, I like don't, I still can't fully comprehend. Like, I guess you're right though. There is that element of like, well, you did it. So there's like a, that's an achievement in itself. Um, yeah. And you could gain some sympathy for going through that in the public eye. So I do, I do see those sides of it. Well, for me, it's like here, here, here's here's what I here's what I think I mean is that I think you should just own up to whatever racist streak you've lived up to your whole life, and mm-hmm. then just sort of like and not be flip about it, but like 
in the way that like 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 the reason why I think the Caroline Calloway thing was successful was that she was like being her like narcissistic self, but she was also like, yeah, like I'm I'm racist. Like like mm-hmm. I and I feel and I feel like I feel like um Allison Roman kind of did that too, but also got very nervous to make sure she had to prove that she wasn't racist and that kind of worked against her. But I feel like if you're able to just be like, yeah, I, sorry, I don't know who W.E.B. Du Bois is. Um, <laughs> I suck. Like that's mm-hmm. that, that, can, that can come off like charming in a way. I don't well, know. I, I mean, think, you're, I you're think, still a racist, but yeah. I think, <laughs> but I think that that, I think people, a lot of people can just sympathize with that alone. Like, they're totally. they're in their heads saying, "Oh, I don't know the answer to that either." So it's like there's a relatability. Totally. There's a, like a relatability there, you know, for, yeah. for for better or worse. Totally. Anyway, I love it. It's it's an it's an it's a brilliant show. I hope it doesn't get. Did it get? Did somebody buy it already? I'm sure there's like ten different pitch decks or something like at different places. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. That some stuff just has to live where it lives. I, I think yeah. it's like, I, I just like that John Krasinski bullshit getting bought like a bidding oh, war, sure. and then uh-huh. he's not even going to host it anymore. It's like that right. doesn't need to happen. Like, give, no, yeah. give anybody else a TV show that does not totally. need to happen. That does not need to happen. But I sure. think some, I think some things, and that's like I think some things belong on YouTube or belong on Instagram. Totally. So like that's where it works the best. And you can't. Not everything is ready for the big screen. And then it just, and then it just sort of underlines the value of Instagram. I mean, it it just, it just means that like if it works on Instagram, then that means that Instagram works as a platform for this kind of show. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. I, I agree. I mean, that like, like there, there's, there, there's like something flawed about being like, well, we should scale it up to a network or like a, like a, like a Netflix thing or something. It's like, well, no, it doesn't have to be. I know. But I, I mean, I get it. Cause you want to get fucking paid. You know, totally, I mean? totally, from, from the creator totally. standpoint, I totally understand. But I do think there is value in like holding on for as long as you can because sure. it, it's only going to get better. Totally. Mm. And Z, but Z Way, Z Way would I trust Z Way too? Because like she's very agile with this. Like it, it used to be this above average show that was sort of differently formatted. Um, I feel like she is can can smart. navigate totally, and she's she's an anarchist, and she can like she can fuck up whatever container she's in you know mm. well for the record we would we would sign a tv deal tomorrow so i didn't want to rule that out you know do it do it do it you know i just want to put that out there while, while uh-huh. we're talking about it, while we're talking about it you know are you yeah. working on do you have a bunch of shit in the cooker right now um i had two things i was supposed to shoot this summer that got pushed i don't know when they'll ever be shot uh <laughs> but um i yeah got some got some things the the, the main thing uh, that I was trying to work on coming out here was uh, get ready to eye roll a screenplay, uh, but I <laughs> but that's it's so hard and it's just look like you know anyone, Bowen, yeah. Bowen we're not you know we're not tainted members of the Hollywood elite you know we still know. think a screenplay is sexy and cool. Is this screenplay for a movie or a TV show? It's for a movie and it was mm-hmm. going to be a TV show and then my managers were like, well, when would you shoot it? And I was like, oh, that's right, like not all of us. I mean, you only get to be like, you only get to be 80 Bryant and do shrill when you're like seven seasons in uh, at mm. SNL. And so I kind of, I kind of want to get something going. I, I want to get something started now so that like, let's say worst case scenario, like not worst case scenario, but like four years from now is when it gets made. Then it's like, okay, by then I'll be like 
sort of kind of somewhat firmly rooted at my job, my day job here. And then I get to sort of do this on the side uh, and shoot it over the course of like a summer. Um, but that's, that, that's, that's assuming that I stay at SNL. Like if they don't fire me, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I love your rosy outlook. You will not be fired. Well, I, 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 I'm not ruling out anything. I'm like, Unless I would you love to really stay fuck there. up and get canceled. Yeah. And who knows? If you do um, get canceled, uh, what do you think it'll be for? Uh, for canceling on Z-Way. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, who knows? Honestly, the title of my podcast, which I want to change because I've, I've had enough people come up to me and be like, hey, um, you're, you're, you're kind of, I mean, the title is sort of touching on like the frivolity of the Spanish language in, mm. in the context of like the title of your podcast that has nothing to do with Latinx culture. And I'm like, yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, it's just, it's, it's more of a discussion with like the network and like Matt, my co-host. Damn, we got the with, Washington Redskins of the podcast world over mm, here. The chicks of the podcast world. <laughs> the I, chicks. I, I, um, but yeah, I'm just like, but who knows? I mean, it, it'll probably be for like, um, a tax thing. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's white collar crime. Doesn't count. I'm pro white collar crime. <laughs> I stand, uh, I stand firmly with white collar criminals. I, you know what? I want to, I want to like get away. I mean, this, this is what the script is. This is what the screenplay is. It's like, he's, I'd be playing like the, the gay son of a Chinese drug Lord who, um, <laughs> I'm in. It's basically, it's, basically, very, it's, basically, uh, it's inspired by China chalet. So it's, so that he takes the dim sum hall. That's like the mob. <laughs> that's like the front business. Sure. And he turns it into this queer nightlife space. And suddenly he's like being like, celebrated in the queer space and then his family loves him um but they're also like kind of not cool with him being gay it's yeah i don't know like damn I, 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 that sounds good wait are, is are you improvising off the dome or is this your actual idea because it no, is no this, this is this is this is the actual idea okay d- uh, somebody will steal that because this is very good um i've i've like tweet i've tweeted about it enough times now okay. that i feel like someone will um but i'm like this Love is it. like this is i like i want to like be able to shoot a gun in a movie like that's my dream mm. it feels I'm not, like i'm not a feels, gun person but yeah it feels like this is the role you're born to play like like a like an irritable gay bratty person who like knows how to fire a gun i don't know it's it's fun it's 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 a fun it's a fun image in my head i need to, this is what i need to do i need to like I need to trip on acid or no, I, I need to do shrooms and I need, I need to watch like Goodfellas or something. And then mm-hmm. be like, I, I can be in that movie. You know, this is a world that I want to live in. So I that, think, I think that's, that's, you've already cracked the code. Wow. Do you have um, a name for this? Yes. And I, I, I reached out to this guy, Eric, who he used to like be, yeah, we know, we know, we know, know Eric? design legend, Eric, who mm-hmm. I re I like cold DM him. I was like, Hey, I'm working on the screenplay and I'm kind of, in this weird blocky phase of it. And so can you, this is a weird request. Can you design like a type lockup, but it would just be for my like purposes only. Like I would never like publish this or post it. Like I just want to look at it and like have it be on my like phone screen or whatever. And just like be sort of like inspired mm-hmm. and almost accountable because I'm like, Oh, well Eric who designed this thing. And so Damn, I that's a well, good, like, idea. That's, that's beautiful idea. actually. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So so then he was like, yeah, sure. And I, I, I explained to him the concept and then I gave him like the Chinese character. It's called Oolong Hall uh-huh. for now. Oolong <laughs> Hall. 
He was like, um, yeah, just just Venmo me $25,000 and I'll send, I, you a, I'll send you a PDF like quickly. Like it's no big deal. Yes. Way. I was like, I will pay you whatever you want. Like I just want it to be from you because like he, he, he does do all these crazy like type designs with Chinese characters too. And it yeah, was like, this yeah. is perfect. Like he, and I told him, I was like, the inspiration should be like, Chinese restaurant signage and like all this stuff. And he got it. He got it. So we'll see. Like that's, that's my way of just like, that's a great way to visualize and will something into existence. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought about that before, but I do, I could see how that would be like really helpful to keep that around and and feel like there's like something working, you're working towards a few more of those. And maybe we'll get a masterclass phone call soon. Wow. That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Um, it's, it's just it's just a way to like get like a return of investment on on investment on like the whole thing. Anyway, um, yeah, that, we love what, we I'm love doing. ROI at this podcast, so we understand. ROI. We yeah. understand. Um, Bowen, thank you for joining us, King. Thank you for having me, Kings. <laughs> An honor um, to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, it was this a pleasure. So lovely, and so, we can't wait to see SNL uh, this season. When is it coming yeah. back? We don't know yet. Um, okay. I would say like mid mid to late September. It's an election year, so they want to they want to oh, start yeah. earlier. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Fuck, so I try we'll to. Forget. Last question: Who are you voting for? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, you can I, yeah, I went. I look. I'm 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 celebrating the DSA sweep in New York. That's and mm-hmm. and it'll be Biden. Like whatever. Like Z-Way tweeted. Like Angela Davis is voting Biden. What do you know that she doesn't? And it's like yeah. Great point. Why not? Okay, but anyway, thank and you. Bye, Kings. Is bye. are we all set? Like tech wise? Well, actually, where do you? Where I mean, besides uh, national television, where can they find you online? Oh, uh, at Bowen Yang on Twitter, at Faye Dunaway on Instagram. <laughs> I think that's it. Well, and and tell them about the podcast. Oh, Lost Culturistas. Uh, it is on iHeartRadio slash big money players or anywhere you find your podcast damn you got i you got the iheart radio deal we need to talk to your people fuck that's a nice Please little bag no oh my god i i'm like trying to like they're, they're gonna like talk to us about like us eping our, our our like other other shows if you guys want to like if you guys want me like creatively like um lording over you if that if that sounds cool to you at all I'm we would pay we would pay money to have that happen i think that's wow. it i think we need all the help we can get yeah, that's wow. that, that, that would be a step in the right direction for this little budget podcast. Send us your day rate right in the chat. Yes, perfect. I love being a pod dumb. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll sounds talk to you good. Soon. Okay, Thank bye. You, Bowen. Later. Bye.